We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now, The Dog Show presents... Are you smarter than Chewy? All right, 816 at Froggy 101. Brad Paisley, tickets on the line. We got Jeremy Luan here with us. Who's on the phone? Hi, this is Sandra. Sandra, where are you calling from? I'm from West Pittston. All right, you ready? Are you smarter than Chewy, Sandra? That's the question. I really hope so. Uh, you got to have a little bit more confidence in that, Sandra. I am smarter than there Chewy. You there I, you I go. Would, that's pretty mean, Sandra. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt by that. Sandra, by the way, <laughs> say hi to Jeremy Luan from Newswatch 16. He's here. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Sandra. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. I'm now, here for you. Hope you can help, help me out, out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I do. I, there's some weather questions. Chewy may get them. You know, you may get them, Sandra. We'll see you back and forth. Uh, the way we go back and forth, one who gets the most right will be the winner of the Brad Paisley tickets at the Great Allentown Fair. We start with Chewy. So, Chewy, question number one. Uh, name the only person to be a United States president and Supreme Court Ooh, justice. I know this. I know this. Uh, that would be Taft. And he got stuck in a bathtub. That is true. <laughs> there we go. Do I get a bonus? <laughs> one nothing. <laughs> All right, we're over to you, Sandra. And again, you can ask Jeremy for help. Oh, look, it's a weather question. Ask Jeremy uh. for help if you need it. Um, Sandra, where is the windiest place on Earth? Now, you can either guess or you can have Jeremy try for you. I'm going to guess. Okay, Windiest go ahead. place on Earth? Yeah. Let's go, go with Chicago. <laughs> it's the windy, you city. windy city. Do you want Jeremy to help you? <laughs> uh, Jeremy, can you help me? Yeah. Absolutely, Sandra. So, definitely. So, Chicago is very, very windy. It's called the windiest city uh, in America. But larger uh. scale, there are some places that have seen higher wind gusts. I know for a fact that Antarctica is very Antarctica. windy. It's actually called a desert because they hardly get any rain there. They only have snow. So it's not only a desert, but it's also very barren and windy, too. And I would go with Antarctica just because it's outside of the United States and they see a lot of wind gusts. I'm going to lose. Yeah, I mean, your your <laughs> choice, Sandra. I thought of Earth afterwards. I agree with you, Jeremy. All right. So All here right. we go. Sandra's on the board. Back over oh, to, that's right. Back over to Chip. Yeah, awesome. that's right. Awesome. Question number two. What well-known artist famously severed part of Vincent Van Gogh's left ear? Vincent Van Gogh. Oh! <laughs> That's easy. Nice job. <laughs> All right. Um, question number two. Oh, look, it's another weather question, Sandra. On average, okay. how many thunderstorms rain down on Earth every minute? So on the whole Earth. I would take Jeremy's help on this one. <laughs> if I was yeah, kidding. Jeremy, I'm gonna, I have to go right to you on that one. Okay. All right. Well, um, did you know that there are thunderstorms happening almost all the time along the equator? Sandra? I did, actually. Oh, you did? Awesome. Well, that is true. Yes, there are thunderstorms that, because we have converging air right there at the equator, causes, it's called the ITCZ, the Intertropical Convergence Zone. The it's... <laughs> Jeremy's too smart. <laughs> and right there along the equator, if you have that many thunderstorms happening at once, I'd say somewhere in the range of, uh, somewhere in the thousands, maybe 2,000. All right, what oh, do you okay. think? Well, I was going to go much higher, so I'll go with your 2,000, Jeremy. Oh, my God. That's like it. 2,000 is the average Awesome. There. All right. Wow. Finally, Chewy here. Chewy could win on this one. Uh, which country music artist released an album called Country Music in 2010? What? So uh, country music artist released an album called Country Music in 2010. Can you 2010. give me male or female? No, I cannot. I'm going to go 2010. 
See, Sandra gets help. Chewie gets nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't get anything. I'm going to say country music. Country music. Brad Paisley? Oh, you would think, right? Uh, Luke Bryan? Yeah, you Jason would Jason Aldean? No. <laughs> uh, Willie Nelson. Oh, my God. Why didn't oh. I just go classic? Okay, yeah. Sandra, over to you for the win because we're tied at two All now. Right, I think we could do this. All right. What amphibians get noisier right before it rains? Amphibians get noisier before it rains. Yeah. Hmm. And you can ask Jeremy, because he would probably know. Great friend Jeremy there? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Jeremy, well, what do you think? I know firsthand, because in our backyard, you know, we broadcast from the Backyard Weather Studio. We have a backyard pond with several frogs in it. And we mm -hmm. actually have two frogs that we named, me and Chelsea Strube, Soggy and Sprinkles. And they always get a little bit louder right before it rains. So I'm going to go with frogs. Going with frogs. Frogs will be it then, yep. All right, there yes. you go. You won. Congratulations. Wow. You're smarter than Chewy, Sandra. All right, awesome. I appreciate that. Oh, congratulations, Sandra. <laughs> You're going to see Brad Thank Paisley, you. Great Allentown Fair, Friday, August 30th, okay? Sounds great. Froggy 101, we are the dog show. It's 8.30. Jeremy Luan from Newswatch 16. Here with us this morning to hang out. Let's go have you back. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. So last time we saw you was at the Bloomsburg Fair. Yes. And last time you were here, you were about to make a major trip. Tell us about it. Yes. I, I think I was here in late August. Mm -hmm. It wasn't early September. And I was excited to start my adventure with my partnership with NASA. I'm a NASA Partner Eclipse Ambassador. And as such, I went through many weeks of training to be able to educate the public on eclipses, eclipse science, and safety. And um, I applied with my Eclipse Ambassador partner, uh, who's an undergraduate at Rutgers, because I'm an alma mater, of course, yeah. of Rutgers. So I chose her to be my uh, partner. And we were chosen out of the 300 Eclipse Ambassadors. There were just four chosen, and we were the two of the four, to go to Ely, Nevada, to cover the Eclipse live with the Exploratorium Museum of San Francisco. And you said Ely is like three hours from yes. Las Vegas? Ely is a very tiny town. If you don't know where it is, ladies and gentlemen, don't feel bad. It is, <laughs> it is a one of the most remote cities in all of America and it's three hours well more like four hours to the north of Las Vegas so we okay. flew into Vegas uh, my mom and I flew into Vegas and there I also met with the Eclipse Ambassador partner my friend from Rutgers and who happened to just walk off the plane with uh, Andrea was my girlfriend Devana and oh, I just oh, could not awesome. believe she surprised me because so your mom was in on it my right? mom was Monday. in no my mom was surprised too oh okay yeah because my mom gets the same text messages as my iPad. So my oh. girlfriend has determined that it's not good to tell her things that are a secret <laughs> because I end up seeing it. <laughs> so uh, she surprised both of us there. And the reason she surprised us is because I saw this annular eclipse on October 14th, which is also my birthday. <laughs> so she surprised me for my birthday, came out. We all drove up together from Las Vegas to Ely, Nevada, and uh, we had a camper. And uh, we also stayed in a hotel, but we had a big camper to be able to uh, prepare for the live broadcast. And uh, we coordinated with thousands of people there on the ground in Ely, uh, also conducted eclipse uh, training and safety. So is this like, I'm just getting the thought, like you're talking about all the people. Yeah. Reminds me of Punxsutawney Phil and, you know, that whole thing where yeah. this becomes a major event where a lot of people want to come it out. It was right? a major event. And because Ely is such a small town, they never have any science communicators come to mm -hmm. talk to them. So we also went to a school and we gave a demonstration on how eclipses occur and why they occur. And the students and the teachers were just so grateful because this was the first time they've ever had any visitor come yeah. and speak. And not just any visitor, but visitors associated with 
NASA, yeah. which was even cooler. That's so cool. That's uh, we, really we also gave some some presentations on board a train. Uh, we, it was called a Sunset Stars and Champagne Train, and we gave a sounds like a party. I was going to say, say it was a party. And, yeah. <laughs> and and because Ely's so far from everything, it's a dark sky area, so you're able to see the Milky Way right from Ely. And on board this train, we were giving presentations about why eclipses occur, the mechanics of them, uh, what you should expect for this annular that happened on October 14th, and people came from all over the United States just to go on this train to be able to experience seeing the Milky Way. We had such clear skies. It was awesome. I have a question. When I was a kid... (laughs) I know where this is going. And they'd always say, well, don't look directly up at the sun during a solar eclipse. You should never look up at the sun no matter what. Yeah. Ever. Well, then they would have a... Something with a piece of paper and a little hole yep. and a pencil. And yes. I, didn't, I never understood what that was all about. It's called a pinhole projector. But can you really see what Absolutely. you need to do? Yes. So during eclipses, what happens is the sun's disk is covered by the moon's disk. And sometimes they're perfectly aligned. The, the moon's orbit isn't perfectly circular. So sometimes when it's further in its orbit, it doesn't cover up that sun's disk completely. And that's what an annular eclipse is when you see that mm-hmm. ring of fire yep. during annularity. But during totality, you have uh, the sun's disk completely covered by the moon and it goes dark and whatnot. But because you're having a source of light covered by something that's solid, you just can project that onto the ground using that pinhole. Uh, and we had several pinhole projectors, um, more fancy than just a piece of paper. Yeah. We had some wooden <laughs> pieces of, of projectors, which were really cool to be able to project that eclipse occurring on the ground. But if you don't have a projector and you do have those eclipse glasses, you have to make sure those are on the entire time during any eclipse. All right. So uh, don't look at the sun, totality. Right? You learn something new every you day. You can burn holes in your retinas in seconds. Oh, that sounds fun. So too. Yeah. you don't want to look at the sun no, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> what about people that are saying, you're, you're talking about just during an eclipse no, or any time? Any time. But what about people is, on the beach trying to get, you know, laying down and the sun's in their face? Their well, eyes as long as you don't closed. have your eyes open, your eyelids provide enough of a measure of protection. But oh. right. uh, you, don't, stuff you, here. you stare at the sun? No, but I don't I hope not. <laughs> well, it explains a lot if he does. But. Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all coming together now. No, but when I would lay in, I, I don't. I'm not a, as you can tell, I'm not a, a sun worshiper per se. So if I ever went to the beach and you know my wife's like, oh, Michelle's like, oh, let's go to the beach, lay out there. Personally, not my idea of fun. I will sit there and I'll be looking at everything. But yeah, I'm looking up at the sun every yeah, day. You don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. no. Nope. Yeah. What about through tinted windows? Tinted windows is still not safe to look at the sun. Sunglasses. Nope. Sunglasses too. If you want to use something other than eclipse glasses to look at the sun, you need to use level 12 or 13 welder's glasses. Oh, so oh, that's a really dark To block ones. out enough of the sun's light. <laughs> See, so we don't have the safe. problem here in Northeast PA because it's cloudy every day lately. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so well, it has been recently, yeah. but we got some sun on the way coming okay, up Okay, you're going to fix that for us? <laughs> All right, Jeremy's with us hanging out. You want to call him? You want to talk to him? want to say hi? 1-800-570-1013. Froggy, what one and the doc show. It is 848. Jeremy Luan, he is here with us and from Newswatch 16. And we're going to talk all about what's going on there because you're working a lot of nights during the week now, which is good news. Yes, it is. So congratulations there. Um, but let's wrap up on the the eclipse thing. You said yes. there's a big one coming up. Yeah. So the one I was talking about was in October. That one was an annular eclipse. The yeah. one that's coming up in April, April 8th. It's a Monday. You guys mark that calendar, please. Put it in right now. April 8th <laughs> is going to be a total solar eclipse. It starts in Mexico. Now, every eclipse path is different from the one before it. So the one I went to see in Nevada, see, Nevada's I assume everybody gets the same one. She said no. Right, exactly. So yeah. it's a different path. It's only a narrow 100-mile strip of land that will see totality. But 
past that, all of the United States will be able to see some sort of covering of the sun's disk. But you'll only be able to see it completely covered in this very thin line from Mexico through Texas, through uh, Illinois, through Indiana, then up to northwestern Pennsylvania. You'll be able to see it in Erie, Pennsylvania, also up through the Adirondacks, Buffalo, Rochester. Um, If you go to Syracuse, you'll be able to see it. And then up through Maine and Newfoundland. Now, here... Yeah, you'll see a little bit of a difference. About a 94% coverage of the sun. Now, that sounds like great. That sounds amazing. But the difference between 99% and 100% is everything. Yeah. Because the sun is so bright, 94% coverage still kind of looks the same as a mm-hmm. 0% coverage. It still looks like the sun is shining regular daytime. Oh. It's not until you get around 98% that that light really changes in intensity, and you notice that there is a difference in the temperature. Temperature can drop by 15 degrees during totality. Wow. The birds flutter. They're chirping, chirping, right. chirping right before totality, and then once it goes dark, they go silent. Crickets come out. You can see the stars in the middle of the daytime. You can see a 360-degree panoramic sunset. It's amazing. That's it's a really life-changing cool. experience. Crazy people come out during that, usually out of night, but do they come out during the day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure people, you know what? Not crazy, but people kind of form bonds during eclipses because they realize what a small place on this earth in this universe we take yeah, up. Yeah. And it, it kind of gives you this completely different mindset that you are, you know, a small speck on a rotating right, planet right, yeah, through space. Nothing. Yeah. And uh, it's worth seeing. Some feel like that in corporate America too, yeah. but I mean, it's, <laughs> what, what time of day is that going to happen? So it starts in Mexico around uh, 9 a.m. Totality happens around 11. Okay. By the time it reaches our time zone, it'll happen around 1 p.m. Okay. Between 1 and 3 p.m. I smell a live broadcast from somewhere. We got to somewhere. Yeah, we got to go to Mexico. Gotta do it. <laughs> well, I'll be going to Mexico. I know. So. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if you wouldn't. If you wouldn't go to Mexico and then somehow fly somewhere quick enough to catch it another time. Jeremy. I know how much you love solar eclipses. I am. I'm a huge solar eclipse enthusiast, and I think they're incredible. And the fact that I partner with NASA to be able to talk about them too is really fantastic. And but you said you're going on a cruise today. Yeah, you're going to watch it from the ocean, right? So my mom and I've been trying to pay this off for years. We've been planning this for years because you can you can determine when eclipses are going to occur centuries in advance. Yeah. So you can make plans for the one in 2300 if you'd like. Duh. I'm not going to be around for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the one coming up here on April 8th, we're going to be on a cruise, at least from San Diego, and it's a cruise with Sky and Telescope magazine. It's got an eclipse conference on board with scientists from around the world. So I'll be able to interview scientists on board this vessel for WNEP, yeah. and I'll be able to broadcast live from this vessel interviewing people and, and broadcasting during totality and during the eclipse itself. That's so cool. That's very, really cool. very excited to be able to do something like that. And because I'm with WNEP full time now, I was Congratulations, promoted. wait. Yeah, big you Thank there. you. Thank you. I was promoted um, earlier this year, January 1st. So I work uh, Wednesday through Sunday nights. Yeah. Uh, during the weekdays, I work 7, 10, and 11. Uh, that's the late night shift. And then during the weekends, I work 6, 7, 10, and 11. So, evenings with Chelsea Stroop. That's good. Not a bad place to be. Really no, isn't. I am so grateful. I mean, I didn't think ever that this early in my career, I'd be able to be full-time at a right, big-time station. Well, we talked about this. You have a, a lot of interests going on in your life. That being one, what we've been talking about, modeling another one, Yep. television, meteorology, another one. And it's all... Like coming together at the same time. And it's all coming together on no, well, I guess I can't say it's no 
interest on my behalf. It's not. It's not because of my behalf. It is because of my behalf, yeah, right? No, it is but, definitely. But you. it just feels like it's coming together. It feels like I'm floating down this river of life like a log, and for some reason, it's taking me in the right direction. But I guess I'm doing everything right. I'm a good log. Yeah, <laughs> you're a good log. But that's what you said. I mean, you did not expect that to happen yet. Now you're putting in the work. Obviously, people yeah. love you. Obviously, you see that. Well, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, and it is. And and you're. I've ever everybody I've seen you react to. You're very kind to anybody that ever reaches out to you. And that's that's what that my goes, mother taught me. Yeah, and that goes a long way. As we say, the people you meet on the way up are the people you meet on the way down. <laughs> so, so you always do. Can you hang out with us a little longer? Of course I can. We'll awesome. be here through the next half hour. Rocky 101. It's the Doc Show. It is 907. Jeremy Luan, he is over there from Newswatch 16, now on five nights a week. And today at noon, right? Yes, I'm actually on 12 days in a row this stretch. So yeah. I'm filling in this noon show, tomorrow noon show as well. And then I'm filling in for Kurt. Kurt's off this week. So I'm doing 4 through 11. So that's uh, seven different shows. Four, four thirty-five, five thirty-six, seven, ten, and eleven. Eight different shows. Wow. Um, so they're for, looking for another like part-time meteorologist. I would hope so. Oh, I mean, you we're know, gonna here need I am. Help, so. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I, yeah, I was going to say Doc's pretty good at it. Yeah? yeah. Doc, what's the weather outside right now? Cloudy and cold. Yeah, it uh, is. What about tom- <laughs> what's tomorrow? Cloudy and cold. And what was yesterday? Cloudy and uh, with some snow and cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, what do you think? Well, you know what, Doc? More I don't think it. that's fair because on Friday we had some of the warmest temperatures we've seen in a long time. Warmest temperature 2024 so far. We hit 56 at Scranton International. You know, on Airport. Friday we had the warmest temperature so <laughs> I was far. I say, Jeremy gets the job. Jeremy's well, got the job over you, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> so, how much, let me ask you this serious question. How much research? All right, so you're going to go do the noon forecast today, yep. but you really haven't. Seen anything yet? Well, you know, I, maybe I was you just have. there last night. I, yeah. was, I worked last night until it, midnight, so I looked at those models. So it doesn't just, change all that much. But when you go in, unless you have a big storm brewing, right? If something's coming up, so how long does that take? Like the preparation the prep leading up for to the, the show the, takes the about three hours. So it takes about two hours for me to read into all the weather models, compare them, analyze them, do all the scientific research behind it to prepare a forecast that makes sense for you, yeah. that is most accurate and most effective. And then I have to put together those graphics that you see too. So I spent yeah. all that time putting together um, new information in a graphic or, or putting together the right combination of graphics to give you the weather story I want to tell. Yeah. And then I got to go get ready myself. We have a hair and makeup room. I got to do my own hair and makeup. Um, and yes, I have the same issue right here. You know, and, and, yeah, I mean, look at me. That's yeah. <laughs> hair and makeup, baby. It's all right here. <laughs> but you know, in the bigger stations, they think we have this too. We don't have any hair no. and makeup person behind the scenes no. doing it for us. So that's all, all us. Also, all of our own clothing. And yeah. That's why I thrift everything I own. Well, not just because it's cheaper, but because it looks better and it's really important. Well, it's different because then you always have different things on. Yeah, yeah we, we always say Jeremy's dressed the best, but oh, I, I got a question. Here it we comes. Saw, it's coming. Uh-oh. The coat. The coat. How cool is that coat? It's awesome. That and is the coolest well, actually, coat I would ever. call it warm. It's, it's the warm. warmest coat I got. Yeah. So it, <laughs> thrifted. It, thrifted? From Portland, Oregon. I was there on a conference. So since the eclipse, I've been on several conferences. San Francisco, I went to AGU, which is the American Geophysical Union for uh, Scientists. I went to um, a conference in Texas at College Station at Texas A&M University, where we uh, discussed all kinds of oceanographic research stuff there, too, um, to high school girls from underrepresented backgrounds. Really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, everywhere I go, I go to thrift stores. Yeah. And that allows me to get access to a whole new uh, wardrobe. Right, because it's different styles. Yeah. Different so I parts go of with country. half of a suitcase full, and I come back with the full suitcase I have to be able to jump on it to close it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, and that totally makes sense. Yeah, so I, awesome. I got that one from Portland. I went to another conference in Portland, Oregon in October, and um, it was 30 bucks. That's so do you do... Faux fur. I was going to say, and, but it, yeah. and it looks... 
like it's a what would you say a ten thousand dollar I know I love- jacket like we I, we both sat there we were like. That's a nice coat, and Thank I guarantee you. if you're out there in the cold, guarantee nice it keeps you nice warm and warm. Too. Yep. Yeah. Did you ever incredible. walk out and then say, or somebody else look at you and go, "Oh boy, this is going to get calls." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when I walk into the station with a different outfit on, or an outfit that's especially uh, unique, yeah, this one's going to get a talk back for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or actually, what what even besides the people at the station who say that for. More importantly, it's the people on Facebook after I post my picture of what I was wearing. Oh, talkback line's going to be right up after this one. (laughs) Well, every time we see you, I mean, you're obviously, and you don't have to be all dressed up to be on radio, but you are right now. Is that obviously what you're wearing later? Yes. For noon? Yes, it is. When you're you're home and you're not working, (laughs) I'm going to go with you're not all dressed up. You're wearing sweatpants or whatever. I try to be as undressed up as possible when I don't have to be. But, I mean, I don't wear the clothes because I want to be on talkback or because I want to get a rise out of the people. I just wear the clothes because that's who I am. Yeah, you know? and you like them. The fact that I am a model and the fact that I get all these new fashion tips from New York um, makes me hone my fashion and my my background a little bit more and what I like to wear. So it's not necessarily that I'm doing it to cause a, a ruckus. Yeah. I'm just doing it because that's me. I want to get the official word since Jeremy is any PA's king of fashion. I mean, I'm, let's I just, wouldn't say uh, that. We're, we're, we're dubbing you, Jeremy. Uh, Here on Froggy 101, you are the king of fashion in NEPA. Crocs. There's very differing opinions in this room right now about Crocs. <laughs> mm. How do you feel about Crocs? Do you like them? Or they are they are definitely a fashion statement now. Okay. I think Crocs used to be utilitarian in the past. Now they're more of a little bit of a trend. Especially for high schoolers. High schoolers love wearing Crocs to school. Yeah. Um they're comfortable. They're they make sense. Do you wear them? I don't wear Crocs. I have something, but I have a kind of like a moon croc that I wear. Okay, See? that was Jeremy Luan, our special <laughs> guest. <laughs> because they're comfortable. See, I told you, Doc And they got the holes in them, your feet breathe. And then sometimes they put fur in them. Yeah. And, and the fur in the, in the wintertime. Nice and warm. Fantastic. Doc makes fun of me because I wear camo crocs or I wear my USA crocs or I wear my brown crocs or my black crocs or my white crocs. I think there's mm. nothing wrong with crocs. <laughs> there it is. It's been settled. The king of fashion, Jeremy Luan. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Can you hang on a few more minutes? Yes. All yes, right, okay. we got one more time. I want to talk with Jeremy. That's all coming. Up. Friday 101, there's Zach Brown Band, Knee Deep, and the Doc Show 926. Jeremy Luan from Newswatch 16 with us one more time here. So, works for NASA part time. Well, I, I am a NASA partner, Eclipse Ambassador, so I don't okay. get paid by NASA. Yeah. I'm a vol- it's a volunteer p- position. But, but they look to you. Yes. For to, answers, which to is To make great. sure that I, I broadcast to the public the science of eclipses and the safety of it, too, because you didn't even know yeah. that uh, looking up at the sun is not safe. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> again, I'm looking out the window. Look, I'm looking... on their sun. I mean, the sun too is there. Too cloudy. Yeah, the sun is there. Hey, by the way, somebody one time... It was a radio question that somehow called my house growing up. So we're talking around the 1960s. And the question was, and I don't even know because I said yes, but I have to answer the phone. And they're like, is the sky always blue? And I said, yes. Is the sky always blue? No. I mean, you know that during sunsets, it's red. No, but I mean the sky itself. Um, During the daytime. During the daytime. I said yes. And maybe that's why I I did not win anything. I think what you're trying to say is, is 
is the sky really blue? Yeah. I think that's the question you're yeah. asking. Isn't it a reflection of is, the oh, ocean, no, right? I, I, I was going to say, oh. I'm, Jeremy started looking at me like, like no, don't say that. <laughs> I'm so getting I don't ready. Sound I'm like getting ready with my, I got is, my, my science answer locked I'm in. I'm colorblind, so it doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it a reflection of this of the ocean? No. No, okay. it's not a reflection of the ocean. It's, it's a scattering of the light. So the preferential scattering of shorter wavelengths in the sky causes the t- the blues to remain behind. So okay. those reds get scattered out. The uh, Any other color except for blue gets scattered out of the beam mm-hmm. and you end up just being left with that blue. Uh, so Which that's is why, why I did not win in 1960-something that, that question when they called it. I'm just going to keep people telling blue. it's a it's a reflection. That's too, <laughs> too complicated, Jeremy. You know what? I'm going to uneducate everybody. I just explained everybody. the science to you, Chewie. You're still going to go ahead and pro- promulgate misinformation, mister. See, those are big words, too, that I'm yeah. over here going, I don't know what promulgate is yes, either. Yes, you do. It's because you wear Crocs. Actually, yeah. Oh, my God. Back to the Crocs. Hey, real quick, well, shout out. Now. Uh, Pop Pop's listening right now. Oh, so, Pop Pop. <laughs> Jeremy! Yeah, Jeremy! Everybody does the invitation to Pop Pop. Um, all right, so you, obviously that, you do television, you yes. do five days a week, you said you'll be on at noon today. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we, we learned this about you a while ago, you are also a model and yep. you're doing a lot of traveling there. Tell me what's going on. Back the and forth there. to New York City. Yes. Yeah. So uh, in addition to modeling on runways, I also do staffing uh, jobs where I, I am a model server or a model usher, where I take people from to and from to the uh, uh, entrance of the door to the to the check in booth. Uh, but the f- runway modeling is really what I love doing because it's so crazy. There's always yeah. something going on there that that is it's almost like live TV because you're on once you're out on that runway, just right. like you're on on television. Right. Uh, once there's that no going back. Starts rolling, there's no going back. Uh, and this past Fashion Week in September, I modeled for seven different designers in five different shows, which was very exciting on five different runways. Uh, and this upcoming Fashion Week, unfortunately, you know, now that I'm full time, I'm not going to be able to model as frequently and as, as expansively as I already have been, but I'll be able to walk for two shows, maybe three, depending on whether or not uh, I can get off some time mm-hmm. from WNEP, uh, but I'll be on two different one ways at least for this upcoming Fashion Week, February 9th, uh, 10th, and 11th, I believe it is. The so Saturday let me ask you this. Um, when do you find out, like, if you're getting accepted to be a runway model for a, a few weeks prior to the event? It depends. So sometimes some, you're already friends with the designers that you've walked for in the past. Right. And they want you because they know that you're a good model for them, that you show the clothes in the way they want you to show the clothes. You show up on time. You're you're um, professional. All these things are factors in the way that you present yourself are, are factors in whether or not a designer wants you to walk for them in the future. So sometimes the designer actually reaches out to you weeks, months in advance and says, hey, I want you to walk for me in this show on this date come yeah other times there are actual model shows where i go to casting calls uh just a few days before the show itself and then once i'm casted i get set up with the designer um, so sometimes I, I go to a, a casting call and I have no clue what designer I'm going to be walking for. And other times I already know that I'm walking for a certain designer because they reached out to me personally. So do you have to watch what you eat? Like, for example. Not, for me personally, no. High metabolism, I, you yes. uh, you burn it right off. Yeah, yeah, well, you are. You're always going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm so busy, I don't even know where yeah. I find time. But um, like, I, if somebody say, all right, it's January. Say somebody calls you and says, listen, I got something coming up in May. I want you in it. I'm locking you in. But I want 
the Jeremy that I see right now, you know, not a heavier or a skinnier Jeremy. Is that is that a thing? Or I no? think body positivity is a uh, new new facet in modeling, and I think they're more accepting of new body types. Um, but for me personally, I, I mean, that's really great. We're really yeah. happy to see that that they're starting to expand the modeling industry uh, to include more people because inclusivity is really important, right? Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I don't watch what I eat ever. I just yeah. eat whatever I want, and luckily I stay the same skinny. Yeah, a little tiny yogurt this morning. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. But that's uh, that's just a tip of the iceberg. What's your junk food? Do you like junk food? Not really. No. I don't really eat junk food, too much junk food. I try to keep my, my body as clean as possible. Well, so that's why you salads. can eat whatever you want, Jeremy. If you're like, <laughs> well, I'm going to have a couple salads today. Well, I eat a lot of salads. Do you but like pizza? I, also, I do like pizza. Okay, yes. there we go. That's I all like all kinds of pizza, not just any time. And I know this is controversial, but I like ham and, and pep, uh, pineapple pizza. I'm giving that a... a yeah! I, I like that too. Pineapple on pizza is fantastic. <laughs> I know that's controversial. Um, but I, I eat junk food sometimes, not really too often. Right. Um, I do like mac Your and mom cheese. brought you up right. She <laughs> cooks right. Yeah. yeah. You know, lots of chicken, lots of fish. I try to limit my red meat intake to uh, once a week, and that's important for your health. You, yeah. know, you have lower cholesterol, lower all kinds of things. It's funny. As um, he's saying this, I'm thinking back to what we were doing 12 hours ago in Avoca, eating cheesesteak, chicken wings. Well, and hopefully you make that just once a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's every snowstorm when we end up staying here. I never amounted. Um, so what's next for you? Where Where are you heading next? So headed next to New York Fashion Week coming up on the 10th and the 11th. I'll be walking in two shows on Sony Hall, and I'll walk in another one. Um, I'm not even sure. Sometimes I don't even know where they are until a few days before the event. But I'll be walking for the Fashion Life Tour. And last year, when I walked in September, I got accepted to Milan Fashion Week coming up in September wow. of this year. So I'll be very excited to walk for that. Of course, coming up is the Eclipse, Back to Science, <laughs> on, on April 8th. So I'll be... Uh, viewing that from Mexico because it has the lowest likelihood of clouds on that date, but that doesn't mean that it's not worth seeing here, even though yeah. there's 60% chance for clouds on that date. Last year, it was sunny. All right, April so 8th, western so. Pennsylvania is western, where you need to be. Going to western, northwestern corner of Pennsylvania is where you got to see it, so that's coming up, the eclipse. Uh, some more conferences coming up, too, uh, this upcoming fall, and uh, working very, very f- often and frequently for WNEP, so uh, right keep go. looking out for me on the evening news. Well, thank you, and today at noon. And today at noon. Yes. yes. All right. Thank you, Jeremy Luan. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it's it. always a pleasure speaking with you guys. It's always wonderful being around other people who are just as passionate about their jobs as I am. Yeah. So uh, definitely get you back here again soon. Because then we want the, uh, the recap the of everything going yes. on. Yes, sir. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.